1: Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, the League Show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. With me, Rob Daly, Steve Wiss, and James Easton, as always. Hello, boys. How did we get on last week quickly before we get into round 30? I
2: had a, I had a stinker last week, Rob. Uh, three out of three losers. Uh, last week. So, Alexandra Alexandra Lacazette let me down with a penalty. That was
1: harsh, wasn't it? That was it, harsh. It was harsh.
2: I was on Alexandra Lacazette to have a shot on target. He won a penalty and he hit the post. And hitting the post does not count. as on <laughs> target. So... Within a whisker of winning that uh, particular recommendation, but it lost. So, yeah, bad week for me. Three out of three losers. But Steve had a great week. Dug us out of trouble and made sure that the show overall had a good week. He had some some great winning picks.
0: Yeah, I managed to uh, get some profit out of the round, um, mostly thanks to the my man Jeremy Pena, again, delivered for me in the Lille game. Unfortunately, we both lost in the uh, Twa match. Yeah. or there o- yeah. against Twa. That was a double unit. Loss and and that was uh, you know set us a bit on the back foot and the lack of that pick for James there that's one of the harshest beats I think on the whole show all year really I think he technically went down as having a block shot as well which probably would have been on target um but um but that is that just shows you I think the margins in in betting is it can be literally inches sometimes centimeters even so you know you've gotta, you got to you got to take the rough with the smooth in this game and um you know James has bounced back many times before and I expect he'll he'll do the same again. The show itself, I think it's still over thirty units in profit, around about the fifteen percent ROI mark. So it's a very, very solid year overall. And you know, James is James got more credit in the bank than than Fort Knox, hasn't he, this season. So um <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I'm always, expecting he's him to bounce got, back. We've
1: always got one. <laughs> You've always got one. One,
2: one. There's more than
1: that. <laughs> You've normally got five. Coming in this show. <laughs>
2: There's plenty more coming. It is actually interesting when you have a bad week like that and you lose. Yeah, if you, I tend to do three picks. If you lose two out of three or three out of three, when you then do come to do your picks for the following week, psychologically, you know, it's slightly more challenging because you maybe question yourself a bit more. Um, but that's where you need to fall back on your principles, really, about what you're looking for, uh, making sure you price the games yourself before you look at what the market prices are at, so you, you're genuinely using your own opinion. So, yeah, I think Steve and I, we've both had you know weeks this season which haven't been ideal, but we've generally bounced back. So it's it's all part of the experience of doing weekly picks.
1: Is that standard practice, James? Or is that your system? Steve, you can inform me as well. Is that standard practice to price them up yourself, then look? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've
2: known a lot of professional gamblers who would, who would always do it that way, because, yeah, you don't want to be swayed by seeing the prices you might have an idea in your head if you don't do the prices yourself but it's, it's not been written down and then you look at the prices and it it might sway what you think so yeah I tend to yeah. do that um, I tend to go through the games and decide where I think the handicap line should be set on each match or where the goal line should be set it just helps you because when you then do look at how the market has been set by a bookmaker then you're, you're kind of being true to what you really think about okay wow that's that's an opportunity or that's not an opportunity. So yeah, I think as a a basic guideline going into looking at the prices, it it does, certainly for me, it tends to help me have a clear idea about what I think the the picks should be.
0: I I would agree. I I would agree. I think um, it's something I regularly do. And I definitely think it's a good idea for someone that is saying a funk and doubting themselves, go back to basics that way. And then you know, at least you are getting value because that is the key ultimately in betting. Long-term, if you're not getting value, um, then you're probably not going to be in profit. So you've got to know what is a fair price. You've got to know what is a value price. And at the same time, sometimes you do get sucked in because your confidence level is too high. It's so high that you get okay, I will take this price. But really, long-term, um, long, long term, it is about getting that value, Rob.
1: Trust the process, in essence. Mm-hmm. And, and I suppose the numbers justify that. As, as Steve mentioned, the guys plus 30.82 units up for the season. And to give a bit of context, the next show on the network, and Daniela Fishkell has done great stuff on Syria, hasn't he? They're plus 3.9. So that's how well the, the guys have been doing on the French football uh this week. Let's have a very quick thought because Nice PSG is probably the most glamorous game of the weekend. PSG another defeat, beating a home by Leon in the game that we've already mentioned. Quick thoughts, maybe 30 seconds each on Galtier and the situation at Paris Saint Germain. Steve, you
0: first. Oh, they were terrible against Leon. I really did, and I actually tweeted something that night. How does he? How does he survive that particularly result and performance? Because I thought Leon were well worthy of the three points. Uh, a Leon side has not been that great this year, by the way. Um, it's just it doesn't look like anything's particularly right at PSG at the moment and um, it's the one match that I had no intention of getting involved in this week because Nice I think will be looking ahead now to the Conference League, I think all their eggs are in that basket um, unfortunately they, uh, my man Jeremy Pena is the referee for this game, the one match I didn't want him to be given and um <laughs> bet Rivers have really dangled the carrot here, minus 118 for over three and a half cards I mean, that is so tempting just because of who the referee is. But who knows what state of mind PSG are in and, and Nice have been remarkably clean under Didier Degar. So this might might be a rare match where he his, his games go under under the card line.
2: Yeah, I think they've got huge problems, Rob, PSG to finish the season with any sort of form. They were so poor last week against uh, Leon. And actually, I looked at some of the prices. If you had backed... The opponents of PSG in every game they've played on the Asian handicap since we came back after the World Cup, you would have made a considerable profit. Wow. Um, I, you know, just by backing the opponents or whatever, the, the yeah. Asian handicap line is near to even money. Back the opponents blindly in what, what we had now, 15, 14 games, something like that, you mm-hmm. would have made money. And I think the World Cup is a factor in this. I think Messi, we can tell, has peaked for this season in Qatar. He's almost done now for the season, I think. And Mbappe is is not playing well every single week, so big problems. Can they be caught in the title race? They're six points clear, probably not. But when you look at how poor they were last weekend, there is a slight chance. So, yeah, I didn't want to get involved in their game this week either. But there are big problems at PSG. And I think we might well see that again this weekend when they face Nice.
1: And they play Lens the weekend after, who was second in the table. So we'll keep an eye out and uh, we'll obviously discuss that game on next week's show. Let's get to the picks. Six matches in total for round 30. And Montpellier-Toulouse is the only game where the, the two of you sort of overlap. So, um, James, do you want to get us going here?
2: Yes. So I've gone for a player pick, Rob, on this game. I'm backing Tice DeLinger, the Toulouse striker, to have over 0.5 shots on target, which is available at minus 129. Over 0.5 shots on target means he just needs to have one shot on target, and we've got a winning bet. And he's an interesting player, DeLinger. I would have him in the list of the most improved players in League One in 20. 20- 23, because he came in at Toulouse last summer, really struggled in the first three months before the World Cup, didn't really fit in with their style of play. Toulouse tends to use a 4-3-3, he's the central striker, was not dovetailing particularly well with the wide players or the midfielders. All that has changed now. De has been in great scoring form over the last two or three months. So to give you a couple of stats on Delinga and why I think he'll manage one shot on target this weekend. He scored uh, seven goals in his last nine League One starts, and he's managed at least one shot on target in eight of his last nine League One starts. So here we've got a striker who's in great form. He should start the game because he's starting every game for Toulouse. The only reason I say should is because by the time he plays in this league match, uh, Toulouse will have had their French Cup semi final against Annecy, which happens after we're recording this show. So He might pick up an injury there. Who knows? But I think if he's fit, whatever happens in that game, he should start in the league game at the weekend. And he's playing really, really well. His confidence is very high. I think one of the things that has stood out about him watching him in 2023 is just how early he's taking his chances. Lots of first-time finishes, uh, testing the goalkeeper if he's not scoring goals. So here we've got a player who's in great form. And when I look through the prices on the game, and looked at the player prices to manage a shot on target, he did stand out. Because I think what we've got here is a striker who's in good form, who's priced as though he's in sort of moderate form. And I think the chances of him managing just that one shot on target against Montpellier are pretty good. So, yeah, saw the price. Very happy to back him. It's Ty yep. over 0.5 shots on target, and it's available at minus 129.
0: Yeah, my pick for the game is uh Montpellier. Montpellier minus 0.25 on the Asian handicap here. You can get minus uh, 103 on on this bet and I really like what I'm seeing from Montpellier at the moment. There's there's no doubt about it that the um the appointment of Mikel De, de Zacaria um has been an inspired managerial change. Um it looked Montpellier were in trouble at the start of February. He's come in and he's won five out of seven games. He's unbeaten. They're now on 37 points. I really like the football I'm seeing from Montpellier. thought they more than gave a good account on themselves against Marseille last week. They could have actually won that game if they took in uh, chances at the right time. And, um, you know, this is a good phase for them. And I think they're getting to lose at a good time, as uh, James mentioned there. The, the big game for this week for Toulouse is on Thursday evening in the Coupe de France, away against Annecy, a league side, who, basically, they should be winning that game. I mean, anything can happen in the Cup, can't it? But Toulouse should be, logically, a, a Coupe de France finalist by the time this match kicks off. And I think that's going to be all in their minds. They're going to be looking ahead. I think they've been a bit in the clouds since they won the quarterfinal match anyway, to be honest, recently. They've... Um, been quite sloppy defensively to lose. I think they've been switched off defensively and that is their weakness anyway. We know they've got goals in them. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they scored in this game. Maybe James's Mandelinger actually does get on the, on the score sheet. But I think Montpellier have got enough firepower themselves to outmatch them that way. You know, a full week preparation as opposed to three days for to lose. Whatever happens in that cup semi-final is going to be an emotional come down, whether a good or a bad one. Uh, maybe even goes extra time. And penalties, I think it can go to extra time, can't it? In the in the semi finals, um, so let's see uh, what happens. But Montpellier playing good football, more than happy to get them uh, on my side here. I mean, it's quite a good price. And if if the match does end a draw, then we're only losing half here. So uh, Montpellier, uh, this price close to even money on a minus zero point two five Asian handicap. That I think that will do me nicely.
1: Okay, nice one, Steve. And we will get to another one of Steve's picks later in the show, which is the Friday game. But we are going to get to that. But sticking with the action over the the bulk of the weekend, I I swear these teams who are in the bottom four, beginning with the letter A, play each other every week. I don't (laughs) understand. I don't understand. I swear this game happened last week, or one of its incarnations did. But it's um, your first solo pick of the show here, Steve, I guess. Ajaxio Ozea.
0: Yeah, the pick is over 1.75 goals, at minus 118. And uh, I don't think we've had this goal line tipped on the show all year. I can't believe how low this goal line is for a match, which is in, you know, there's only nine nine games left. And uh, this is really one of my theory games again. Um, the theory doesn't seem to apply to there. I'll say that. They, they seem a bit unique. Um, you know, I feel like, they are the sort of team, seven of the last eight games have ended under two and a half goals. Do you know what? This match can, en- can end under two and a half goals and I still cash. I only need two goals and I'm winning at least half of this pick. So I'm not asking a lot here, um, but really Ajaccio are in desperate territory. Really, really desperate territory now. Five points adrift. And, you know, we look at it, no clean sheet in 13 games for them. They've conceded at least eight goals in the last 13 games. Third worst defensive record. 11 out of 13 defeats. (laughs) They're they're not a good team. And, um, you know, Orzair could technically cover this on their own. They've just frustrated me recently because they are overachieving their expected goals against. Yet again, they got away with it last week. It was more to do with quite missing chances, really, rather than the goalkeeper. But uh, not over nine expected goals in the last eight games, but they've only conceded five. That is a that is a big overachievement in a small mm. period. I, they just can't keep that up. I'm sorry, but at some point, this is going to bite them. And um, that's why I like the goals here. I think both teams can score, you know, minus 118 for over 1.75 goals. I, I mean, I'd have this goal line at, at 2.25 myself. I really would. Mm. And I would still probably take the pick because it, it applies to my theory game. When two teams who are desperate for, for points play against each other, two fairly poor teams as well, then the goals normally do flow. And um, yeah, I think this is almost, I think Ajaxio are drinking at the last chance saloon. I really do. This is absolutely must win. They have got to give it everything and they will give it everything because they're that sort of team who they um, just don't, uh, they're not going to die wondering here. So uh, I just don't think can keep this playing for like nil-nils and one-nils. It's got to, <laughs> even if the Orzea win two or three themselves, so um, when the goal line is this low, I am absolutely biting. This is far too big of a dangling carrot for me, Rob. So, no, without hesitation, I'm taking this this goal line over. I think I think as well. It was interesting watching the
2: Ajaxio game last weekend. They lost two one against Claremont last weekend, and both of the goals they conceded came from penalties. Now I know after the match, the Ajaccio manager complained about the decisions were a little bit soft, but I, I didn't think they were. I thought both decisions were fair. I thought it was really poor defending from Ajaxio on both of the penalties they gave away. The second of them deep into injury time, which cost them a point in that game because it was 1-1. Silly foul, lost the game 2-1. So, yeah, when you see that type of amateurish defending, really, from Ajaxio, their ability to give the opposition chances from nothing by committing fouls, it does point towards um, the potential for goals, even in a match between two sides who don't score a lot of goals, because I think the mistakes and the pressure that Ajaxio feel at the moment are factors in them conceding goals. So, yeah, the the goal line on this, when I saw it too, I was like, what, this is extremely low. We don't normally see a goal line, even at two goals, at around even money in League One anymore, because the league has become higher scoring. So to have a game that you can bet at reasonable odds and you only need two goals in the match to make money is extremely rare, very, very rare to see these days.
1: Both teams have conceded a lot. 103 goals between them in the league. Ozzarev scored 24, the Jacks 21. Is it the fact that they're both are, just this one to you, Steve, but both are relatively impotent in front of goal that that could explain it? Why I, think, think it's-
0: I think it's because of Ozzarev's recent record of, of unders. Simple as that, really. And right. their manager is quite negative. He, he doesn't, like I say, he doesn't really sign up to this theory of mine. I think he's almost happy just to scrape his oh, way he does, over the is line. He,
1: that's rude. <laughs> Well, this, he has a
0: history of this. Like, I think he's finished seventeenth. <laughs> he's finished seventeenth twice for Lorient, was it? When he it was, was down there, there maybe Amiens as well. Yeah. Maybe when he was at Amiens as well. Yes. Well, do you know what, Christophe Pelissier? Seventeenth isn't good enough this year, mate. You've got to, <laughs> you have got to finish sixteenth, son. So maybe he, he doesn't need... know. He's not realised. He needs to take some more risks, yes. uh, and yes. I'm hoping he might see this game because they've got some tough fixtures coming up soon. Or, there, they've got to think about this match as a very winnable game. So, I'm hoping he'll sign up to that theory. But
1: we really need some production on the show, don't we? Like a Steve Wiss theory game, <laughs> a Steve Wiss suspicious list. <laughs> um, but let's uh, have we got anything on the suspicious list this week? Just some psychologically prepared. <laughs> All right, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. There we go. Okay, very good. All right, so, um, that's the first game down. Uh, Will Stills Rand, I can't help myself but say that they take on the uh, rest. Very quickly, is there any traction in France in terms of the links with West Ham? And we'll still, obviously, he's a West he, Ham fan and doing very well as a manager.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting point, that, Rob. Not a, not a great deal, actually. He's getting plenty of coverage for how well he's doing, obviously, but um, I don't think they're making the links to the Premier League yet as right. much as we're making them the other way around, and certainly not as specifically as, as maybe some West Ham fans are. 100%. They're yeah, excited, so,
1: you know, they want a fan as a manager.
2: Well, this is it, right? So, yeah, but his reputation is is growing. I think, yeah, at the moment, he's probably, I would say, making almost as much of a splash, if not a little bit more, in England than in France, which is interesting. But, yeah, very well respected, certainly in football circles in France for the job he's doing at France because he's been excellent.
1: And they face Brest, which is your, your, your pick here, James.
2: Yes. So, I'm actually going against Will still a little bit here. I'm back in Brest here on the Asian Handicap with a one goal start, which is available at 125. So Brest with a one goal start means that if they lose the game by a single goal, then you get your stakes back. You don't lose the pick, you get your stakes back. And if Brest were to draw or win the match, then you make a profit. So the only way this can be a losing pick is if Rounce win the game by two or more goals. Now, if you look at Rounce's form, actually, they are capable of winning the game by two or more goals because they've done that um, quite a few times under Will still in 2023. This is more about Brest and um, how solid they've been and how uh, infrequently late they've lost games by a big margin. So you know, if you look at Brest's basic form, not great. That's why they're still down in the relegation zone. They've only won two of their last 13 matches. That's in 2023. So not a great win rate, but they've only lost by more than one goal once in those last 13 games. So here we've got a team who don't win much, but they get plenty of draws. And when they lose, it tends to be by a single goal, more than by two or more goals. So looking at those stats on Brest, really, with this pick, you should at least get your stakes back here uh, because they don't tend to lose by two or more goals. And actually, I think going into the game, Brest should be be fairly confident here because they played well last weekend against Toulouse. They won 3-1. Now, Toulouse, I do think in that game, had one eye on the French Cup match, which is coming up this week. They got bullied, really, by Brest in the second half. But I thought Brest did play well anyway. They've got everything to play for because they're in the relegation zone. And I like the way they celebrated their goals. There was a very strong team spirit about the way Brest attacked that match. Um, and got the points on the board with that strong second half performance. So I do think Brefs go into this game against a Rance side who are admittedly the better of the two sides in some uh, in, in decent form, and I think they'll make it hard for Rance. And as I say, I don't think. You've got a very big chance of losing your stakes here. You might get your stakes back if Rants win by a single goal. But I don't think the chances of Rants winning by two or more goals are particularly big. So I was happy to take breast here on the Asian handicap. It's a plus one goal start and it's available at minus
0: 125. I think James has definitely showed some some of his conquers here, betting against uh, Will Stills' uh, rounds. <laughs> Uh, but one thing I will say, I've not been getting involved uh, much, as much recently in Rams games and it's because hmm. I think they are uh, overrated a bit at the moment. with It's the will still factor. You, you, a it's lot your
1: of, fault. Yeah, <laughs> we, we create You're the rated, hype.
0: Yeah. We create the hype and now it be, sometimes it becomes an overhype. If you look at the, the prices that are yeah. going on board. Now, I've got to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Rams did win this match well, but Um, the I couldn't be backing them uh, on on minus one Asian handicaps against because let's be honest, at this stage of the season now, motivation becomes a big thing, and whether Will still can avoid beach factor, you know, teams going on the beach. Um, he's got he's going to have that challenge in the next few weeks. I think Uh, Brest are fighting for their lives. You know, it looks like a one of one of four teams is going to go down the final relegation spot. So, do never underestimate at this stage of the season motivation. And, and James has absolutely got that on his side. And um, yeah, you know, he would be honest, yeah, no result really would surprise me too much here. So, hmm. uh, I wish you the best of luck with that one, James.
2: Yeah. Just on Will Still, very quickly, do you think, Rob, from a commentary point of view, will he ever be described just by his surname? Do you think it's always Will Still?
1: No, it will have to be, won't it? it it's yeah. He's still. There's see,
2: still it's, yeah. Doesn't it's work. a tricky one. It's you a see great this list point. Of, yeah, there's, the old player and manager who they always, you know, they're always described only ever first and second name. I think Will <laughs> Still will only ever be Will Still, won't he?
1: Yeah, it has to be. And it rhymes. It's lovely. It's got a lovely cadence to it. Um, all right. Will Still covered as usual on the show. We're going to need a Steve Wiss glossary at this point, aren't we? I know the listeners have started <laughs> Photoshopping you, Steve, but it's <laughs> Conkers, which is an old classic for having the cojones. And then obviously, uh, the beach factor. Which...
0: <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm nicking that. I'm nicking that one off Nigel Seeley.
1: Is that because a Nigel Seeley that, one? Yeah, Is Seeley beach. beach
0: will beach something. I mean, beach he's often something. on the beach anyway, isn't he? But uh, himself Ooh, well, he's, he's looking at some, some of the, the fantastic beers, yeah. videos that he uh, he posts <laughs> up. At, <so. laughs> shout at, out! Be... Shout out to the Premier League boys who had a brilliant night, by the way, on Tuesday night. Yeah, 100%. A, man, a
1: man who can simultaneously work brilliantly and have a night out. <laughs> uh is uh, a is a good one in my book. At Because We Win on Twitter to follow uh Nigel, Steve, James and all the guys and their thoughts. Um I think we need to rattle through the last three actually. Uh whose go is it? It's you, Steve, isn't it? Uh twa Clement, what have you got here?
0: Goals, Rob, over yeah. two point two five goals at minus one twelve and uh, I mean I talked about Carrier being a brilliant managerial appointment for Montpellier. Well Kiz Norbo's gotta go down as one of the worst appointments, hasn't he? i mean we we called it at the time um you know one win since he took over now in i think 14 games uh, this he's just not suited to this club i was watching a video uh, recently actually it was the, the one game he won against strasbourg a long time ago now uh, some dressing room talk afterwards and it was i mean i i couldn't even understand some of the aussie slang he was coming out coming out with so goodness me, God help the the Toir players I mean this is a man who at that stage didn't speak a word of French, I hope it's a bit better now but I don't think it's conveying through to the players because I mean it's just horrendous uh, some of these stats um, you know they conceded two or more goals in 10 out of the 14 games under him no wins now in 12 games 9 defeats, 62 goals conceded all season, it's a horrendous defence, this is this is the last chance Right. This is if they don't win this game, I don't see how they can survive even if they sack his Norbo now. So they this is the, the very last chance against Clermont, who continues to do really well points wise, but I still don't rate them at all. I think they're one of the poorest teams. So if Twa can't win this one at home, then I really do, really do worry for them. Um not that we'd complain because we're on them to be relegated, but um I think there's gonna be goals here. Clermont are at the stage where they can freewheel a bit they're enjoying life um the last three games have ended up with all uh, over two and a half goals in them and they'll have a go here they can pick up the pieces for Twa's mistakes and and stressful situations so um it's just it's it's kind of a theory game it's also a game where um you know Twa are just so poor defensively they're desperate to win and and clermont you know fresh on the back of a, a decent 2-1 win against ajaccio uh, Grejon Kier scored two penalties in that game to cash the over last week for me and I think he, uh, the last time I looked he was something like nearly plus 300 to score any time if anyone wanted a real bit of value here he's obviously mm. going to be on the penalties isn't he Um so um yeah I don't know what this is going to end it could end anything this is where I need my three-sided coin but um I definitely think there's going to be uh, three goals or more in it but we can get an over 2.25 goal line just for a bit of uh, extra security at -112 uh, and uh, yeah it's absolutely do or die for twa
1: okay so that's the latest game by the way i'm just i'm just i just opened up the statement that was put out when uh, the league on website link when he was appointed as head coach obviously staying within the sort of uh, the city group network they really love being the Liga uber eats like that gets uber eats gets mentioned a lot doesn't it with the league
2: yes it like, does
1: way more than any other. But listen to this. A former Aussie international, Patrick Cousineau is the first Australian coach to sit on a Liga Uber Eats bench. <laughs> I bet Marcelo Bielsa said that when he first arrived in France. It's an honour to be on a Liga Uber Eats bench. Uh, right. OK, let's uh, go to James's final pick. And of course, it's it's Angers. So what, yes. what's uh, what's going on here? You want to you want to fix rights and wrongs, James?
2: I definitely do want to write some wrongs. I'm doubling down on Angers. So it's exactly yeah. the same pick as last week, which lost for me last week. I'm just substituting Nice from last week to Lille this week. So the pick is Lille minus one Asian handicap against Angers, which is available at short odds. It's minus 150. So if Lille win the game by a single goal, you get your stakes back. If Lille go on and win the game by two or more goals, then you've got a winning pick. And this has been profitable as a pick uh, in recent times, regardless of who Ange had been playing. Now, it didn't work last week because the game between Ange and Nice finished 1-1. So we lost with our pick. Everything was going swimmingly. Terran Moffy had put Nice 1-0 up. Then Jean-Claire Tadibo made a a bad defensive error to let Ange into equalise. And not uh, and Nice really didn't push on after that. So at 1-1, one, one, I was disappointed that we didn't get more out of Nice to go on and win the game. However, the worst thing to do on the back of that would be to think, oh, well, this doesn't work anymore. Let's throw it out. Let's stop backing against Andrzej. I actually think the opposite. I think that, yes, it didn't work last week, but that's just the law of averages. And I think if this bet was to win three out of four times or even three out of five times, then you're obviously going to make a profit in the long run. And I think looking at it objectively and putting last game, last week's game out of the way, I still think Lille are a good, a good bet to win here because Angers, as we know, are by some distance the weakest team in this division. They've got 11 points from 29 games. They're on target for the worst ever points total in League One during the three points for a win um, era. Uh, I'm on record as saying I think they'll go down on match day 32. I stand by that. I still think they'll be relegated then. So I think everything about angers hasn't really changed. They played a little bit better than normal last week to get that point. Um, it wasn't all down to the Tadebo error from Nice, which handed them the goal. They did actually play quite well in the second half, but I don't expect that to uh, continue. Um, they've had more off-field problems this week with their president, who had resigned recently, uh, being hauled in for questioning over some... Fraud allegations relating to the club. So, we've had off-field problems all season with Anja. I don't think there's any reason to suspect the mood at the club will have changed dramatically on the back of having got a draw against Nice last weekend. And Lille are in good form. They played well last week. They beat uh, Lorient 3-1. They moved into fifth place as a result of that win, which is the European places. Uh, So, they've won two in a row now. They're unbeaten in three. Uh, Sorry, they're unbeaten in five with three wins and two draws. I think Lille go into this in pretty good form. And they should win. And as long as they win, then you won't lose. So I'm sticking to my guns here. I'm backing against Andre again. That pick is Lille minus one on the Asian handicap, and it's available at minus 150.
1: Good man, James. Stick yes. to your guns. I like it. Okay, Absolutely. final final pick of the show, and it's the, the Friday night game. Milan's second in the table after uh, Loyce Pender's winner at Rennes uh, at the weekend. Um, they take on Strasbourg at home, but it's nothing really to do with the launch form. It's to do with Strasbourg booting people about. And this came in for you, Steve, didn't it, last week? I did check this one. You had Strasbourg over two and a half fouls. 13
0: and a half fouls.
1: 13 and a half fouls. They fouled 17 times mm. in that dramatic game, the 4-3 defeat at Monaco. And it's same again for you here. You're, you're not backing down from this.
0: Yeah, I'm going um drinking from the same well here rob and um you know it's it's one of those where i'm almost a little bit apologetic here because i know it's not a worldwide pick not too many books off of the fowls market but this is a bet rivers show and bet rivers I've, i said it last week this is a good idea if you have not signed up to a bet rivers account yet do it just to get on strasbourg fowls each week while this line is up because and I don't think they're capable under this manager, Frederick Antonetti, of of not fouling regularly. It's just the way they play. He wants to stop play. And um, you know, I went through the stats last week, 16.5 fouls per game average under him. Uh, without him, it was only 13. Um, they're averaging more yellow cards under Antonetti. And now they go to Alonso, who are the fourth most fouled team in the league. And that doesn't surprise me because they uh, regularly are doing fantastic transitions at, quickly at pace. And to stop them, um, you know, Strasbourg are going to have to play dirty here. I think there's a good chance of at least three Strasbourg cards as well, but that is no real price. The referee for the game is someone called Pierre Jaloust. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. James might have a better pronunciation there, but um, he's absolutely Mr. Average. He ranks literally mid rank for everything in every category. He's like Mr. Boring. Um, the only different thing he's done all year is he actually refereed a game in the Portuguese league, Casa Pia against Boa Vista. It was a referee exchange thing that they've got going, um, which is kind of bizarre. But I think any referee, I think even Clement Turpan would be whistling for fouls in Strasbourg because that's just the way they play. They, it, it, it doesn't matter who's in charge. Um, it's going to be their fouls are so obvious that. I'd really be surprised if they don't have at least 14 fouls here, probably more, probably close to the 20 mark. So I'm very happy again to get involved here. Minus 104, over 13 and a half Strasbourg fouls. If you can't get on the fouls, do look at the cards again, because I think there's a good chance that there could be some really cynical ones here on, on some of the lons breakaways. But um, yeah, for, the, uh, for the sake of this show, the pick is over 13 and a half. Racing Club, do Strasbourg fouls.
1: Very nice. Good work, Steve. Steve, thank you very much for your company.
0: Thank you very much indeed, Rob, as well, and James.
1: Uh, James, great to work with you again. You too, Rob. All right, let's see how these come in. We'll be back next week, of course. Uh, that's all we have time for on the Betting Weekly Liga Extra Time Show, brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, at Because We Win on Twitter to get some extra guidance from the guys. And a reminder, all prices are available at the Bet Rivers website, Goodbye from Steve James and myself. We'll be back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.